0: Hey guys, G-Man here. Thank you so much for downloading part two of the Fun V Tailgate's College Football Week One Preview. Part two covers the SEC, the Big Ten, and me and Matty D's College Football Playoff Picks, as well as our Games of the Week. If you haven't checked out part one, Maddie D and I preview the Pac-12, the ACC, And if you haven't checked out our big 12 preview, we did go into a full deep dive in the first episode of this new football podcast presented by thunderblogsports.com. Make sure you check out the blog post, the FunV tailgate post on thunderblogsports.com. That'll come out at some point on Friday, probably in the afternoon. That'll be me going through the full slate of games with the, most updated lines given my picks for the top 25, as well as a Lehigh football preview. Shout out to Lehigh. As always, go like and share the podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter. ThunderBLG is the handle there. ThunderBlog Sports is the handle on Instagram and Facebook. Go check out the website in part one if you haven't, but now enjoy part two. Let's go over to the SEC, since we started talking about them anyway. I think it's going to be an interesting year. Are they still the best conference, Matt?
1: No. This year, they're not. I don't think they are this year. And I think the conference we're going to talk about next is. I think part of the reason is – is the domination by number one in that conference, which we'll get to. I think there's a couple years where some teams are taking a half step back, not in a bad way, just a young team. But I don't believe they are the cream of the crop. I also don't believe they have a good of a chance as the ACC, as well as the Big Ten, for having two teams in the college football playoff, as we have seen in constant years of teams threatening for that. Um, And I think it really starts if we go right to the bottom – And I'm going to grab a team that I think is actually not going to be the last team in the division. We'll get to them. But a team that shows kind of where the SEC is going, and that's Ole Miss. Ole Miss has had some massive overturn with their coaching issues and off-field issues. Um, That's the kind of – to me, they're the kind of image of the SEC. But I I will say this, and I don't want to just drive into uh, Ole Miss for a second here, but they have a very good middle tier. They have a bunch of teams that are ranked or should be ranked that can play they are they just they just don't have elite teams like they've had in past years. And maybe the reason for that is because the reason for that being is because some of these teams were a little overrated in previous years, not all but some and uh, I, I would say the one thing I've noticed. And while I don't think college football is nearly critical on this as the NFL, the lack of quarterbacks that come out of the SEC is almost to this point appalling for all the other talent they have there. When you look at these best programs, and I'm even going to point out Alabama, and I like Jalen Hurts, but their big-time programs, Alabama, LSU, Auburn, minus Cam Newton, and there's always the exception, Florida, Florida. Um, these guys have never had elite or consistently, not even elite, decent quarterbacks on these teams. They've always had guys who are who have a massive issue in part of their game. And so I think it's kind of catching up to the conference. Although when I say kind of catching up, when you're all the way at the top, it's easy to it's easy to fall behind for a year and then regain. Because I do love a lot of the way a lot of these programs are going. Yeah.
0: No, it's an interesting point you bring up. I mean, there's not a ton of quarterbacks that have come out of this conference. Florida is the big one to produce. Um, you could even argue Cam Newton was Florida.
1: We haven't really seen a decent Florida quarterback in a, a little bit of time now.
0: Yeah, no, but it's, it's 1 million percent right that you're not really getting it, and it's kind of rotated of where they've come from. And you see – a little bit of everything in the NFL, you do have Mississippi state, you have Mississippi, you have, you had Tennessee, um, you could pretty soon. Um, you have Vanderbilt now again, um, you know, and you know, it, it'll continuously move around, but it's not one that's, you know, quarterback you within the division or within the conference. Um, I mean, part of that you could argue is the quality of defensive talent that comes out of the sec considering, how quickly a lot of them make an impact in the NFL. Uh, But, no, I I agree with you. I think it's a very running back central conference, and I think you might start to see a change, but I think it's certainly – it's going to stay that way for a while, at least on the offensive side of the ball.
1: but if you want to go –
0: Those big boys are also making a huge impact in the NFL as well, right up front. So there's that as well.
1: Right, I mean, Cam Newton – is oh, I know he had an off year last year, he's been really great. I mean, even let's go to my last team in the conference, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt has had some decent quarterbacks, yeah. Wasn't Jay Cutler from Vanderbilt?
0: That's who I was just referring to, oh, he's right.
1: back in the NFL, right? Jay Cutler. Um, so I mean, we let's I, I'm gonna kind of sweep through two teams There, Vanderbilt, Jay Cutler, fantastic in his day. Um, I think they're gonna be a struggle. Looking quick, sim, nothing. I look, um. I know we've got some Vanderbilt. I've got some Vanderbilt friends. Um, Mr. Ben is a Vanderbilt guy. Uh, Mr. Ben. Mr. Ben. I'm going to call him Mr. Ben, right? But they're they're going to have some issues. Well, they have quietly produced more NFL talent that I think most people give them credit for. Oh, Yeah. Uh, to me, Missouri also is down there. They've had a lot of overhaul. Blaine Gabbert was one of their was their quarterback once upon a time. I know he's a bust, but still another guy that got drafted high. To me, they're they're solely in the bottom. While I also would lump. Uh, South Carolina and Old Miss, although South Carolina with, Mil- with Will Muschamp is the kind of team to very much so watch out for in the next year or two. I don't think no. they've got it this year. Um, and I, I, think would, Miss- I would put them in,
0: and uh, Kentucky, like they're not another tier up, but they're like a half step, I would say.
1: I would tell they're you, like- I think Kentucky might surprise you. By the so? way, they've also had some quietly decent NFL talent over the past couple of years. They're, they're a dark horse to me. You think um, so? I'll tell you. Mark Stoops is I the think it's, over there. Yeah. They've got some decent Ohio uh, recruits coming out. I'm not going to say they're going to win anything.
0: That's why I'm saying like half-step. They're in the same place as South Carolina for me. They could move up quickly. Uh-huh. But they, they're not there yet. I, I think it's Florida and Georgia kind of battling it. Florida comes out on top. We'll get to why. Um but I think they're here, then it's you know, they're up here, and then you know, take a step down. You got Tennessee, then you got kind of a mid step, and you got South Carolina, Kentucky, and maybe a step and a half, and you got Missouri and Vanderbilt, at least in the in the east. The West is a little more the West always gets a little more interesting.
1: Right, I'll tell you that. I will tell you to me. I understand like Kentucky to me has some issues. Let me tell you something. Old Miss, they're going to have a lot of problems. They are due for a huge upset. I don't know where it's going to be. They are due for an upset that you don't see coming. Um. Uh, oh man. I'm a little, if I was a team playing old myth, they've got nothing to lose. They know they've got sanctions coming through. They've got plenty of talent. You watch out for old Miss they're going to do something that surprises somebody on some night. I don't even know when it is. I'm not even going to speculate. They're going to make an impact this time. They've got nothing to lose. To me, every team we've talked about above Ole Miss has the potential to end up in the top 25, including Mississippi State and Arkansas, who aren't ranked. Kentucky is not ranked. Texas A&M received some votes, also not ranked. Um, every team above them has all the potential in the world. Uh but other than Alabama, I don't think any of them are a lock to be a top twenty-five team at the end of the season. Um, number twenty-five is Tennessee. I don't know how you feel about them this year.
0: Uh, so last year I they lost, lost a lot of talent. That's they for lost sure. a lot of talent last year. I was very bullish on them, infamously. Um, yeah, I mean they have an interesting, interesting uh, little little story to them. Didn't lose as much talent as you want to portray it. They lost some big names, of course. Returning 14 starters, seven on each side of the ball. Um, I think the big thing for them is how they fare against Florida early. They can win that just like they did last year. It would be big because uh, then you, you could go into a – End of September showdown with Georgia 4-0, um, which we'll get to. I just think you lose your quarterback, you lose your running back, you lose a lot of names. You lose a lot of talent. I, I think it, it's, it's tough to say because this is the trap that Tennessee always makes you want to fall into, that they're going to be this great team it's just tough to think at Florida a team that should be great that they're, that's not going to punch them in the mouth and that they're going to not rebound from, they also then have to go to Alabama at in the middle of, of uh, the third Saturday in October, which is what their rivalry is called. Interestingly enough, Um, great, great creative names down in the South, but you know, we'll see how it goes that draw that they have against the the other side against the sec west they've got bama they get missouri or no missouri is in the east they get lsu and uh i think that's it for them but it interesting to see how it goes georgia tech a team we just talked about a few but you know a little while ago they could prove they could show them up right away. This could be the the LSU game at at Lambeau Field from last season that we'll see on Monday night. I mean, who knows? Um, I just think there's such a clear divide between the Floridas and the Georgias of this division than there is from Tennessee. Uh, I think that they're starting to move back towards the Tennessee is back attitude, uh, certainly a bowl, a bull eligible team, but I don't think they're going to be that hyped potential uh, SEC East champion that they were last year.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think they've lost enough talent, including uh, future Hall of Famer, All-Pro, and greatest defensive end ever played, Derek Barnett, who went to the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFL draft. Um, I do think there's a team to potentially watch. That's the Arkansas Razorbacks with Brett Bielema as their coach, who has oh, yeah. it, I guess, a fantastic job. Oh in. yeah, right. I think I think a lot of people are putting them too low. I think they're forgetting. Um, I think they have the opportunity to be the fourth best team, if not the third best team in the whole conference. I think fourth to me is their is their ceiling. Austin, yeah, Alabama. I would agree. I'm waiting for 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 Brett Bielema to have the same kind of impact he had at Wisconsin. Always very good, never great with Arkansas who have had some fantastic teams in the past. I think they're better than a Mississippi State. I like Dan Mullen and what he's done down there. I think they have a load season this year. And I think – but I I think they're going to end up being the fourth team over Georgia, over Florida, and over Texas A&M, who I want to touch on in a moment. Um, I know you're bullish on Florida. Um, I know we're going to get into them. I have concerns. I felt like the last four or five years, Florida ranked 17th in the nation coming into the season. They always have an amazing defense. But the problem is the defense only holds up for so long, and then the offense falls apart. And when the offense can't do anything, the defense gets tired and they wear down as the season goes along. and they lose games they should win. Um, I think we'll talk. About, I agree. I think we'll. I think we'll talk about week one. I'm not as bullish on Florida as you are. I don't think they're going to be bad. I think they end up in a, as a ranked in the 20s this year to end the season between 20 and 25.
0: I absolutely agree, and I think that however this weekend goes for them is it's similar to what we've talked about. This weekend is almost a, it's a great. If you win, whatever, if you lose, um, I think I'm bullish on them. I, I don't think they're playoff quality, but I think they certainly, they could be a teens, upper teens, not a new Year's six team, unless they somehow win, win the sec. Um, I do think though, the difference between them at least in the East and their competitors is such a difference. The difference between them and the West as it's been in the last, however many years is still vast. I think they might be able to make a a couple different pushes at a few teams, Texas A&M. That's a very, very intriguing mid October game. Um, But definitely the, the big game to circle on their schedule. And the reason why it'll be, at least theirs to lose. They host Tennessee, and then the Georgia game, neutral site, the world's largest outdoor, outdoor cocktail party. <laughs> you know I mean? Uh, right. It's – it'll be interesting to see, and, and it's the same sort of – it's the same thing that we'll see that we talked about with Florida State. They could make a run at it. They host the Seminoles, but if – especially if Florida State routes them, then they lose – Really a lot of credibility. And, and I think your 20s to my teens prediction is probably their their ceiling. Georgia, I feel a little more confident in saying that if they turn out to be great, they could make a run towards the tens, you know, the low the tweens, if you will. Um, they return a lot of defensive players. They, you know, got some some good some good talent. They return a lot of starters on, on offense as well. But we'll see. I think it's Florida's to lose there. But, I, yeah, I agree. I think the the West and what they got at the top is – it's the same story. The, the West has a lot of great talent.
1: Right, right. You know, I, and I think we will we, we'll, we'll, – Georgia is another team. Great running backs there. Kirby Smart's a heck of a, heck of a coach. Um, can they be better than a five-loss team last year? I think they're they're clearly with Florida as – um, on the like programs that are reestablishing themselves because they've been very good in the past, um, but probably don't have enough talent this year to push to a playoff spot. I, I want to give a, a hot take quick on my Texas A&M Aggies. I love Kevin Sumlin, and I think he's a very, very, very good coach. I think he needs to leave Texas A&M. And I'm going to tell you what I think is going to be one of the greatest things that's ever happened to ACC football. I mean, I'm sorry, SEC football, excuse me. Kevin Someone gets fired after a season that he's always had. Good enough, but, I mean, very good but not good enough. And a a familiar face in college football returns to college coaching, takes over at Texas A&M, and gives us the matchup that I've always wanted. And that is Nick Saban at Alabama. Versus Chip Kelly at Texas A&M in 2018. I want to throw it out there now.
0: You goddamn conspiracy theorist. I, I love it.
1: it. I love it. And so I think Texas A&M was one of those programs that is – I guess the comment I would make, and I've seen this before, is at what point is not doing – is is not moving forward moving backwards? You know what I mean? So like are they good enough to keep moving forward? I don't think so. Um, I think they've got a little high in themselves after their move out of the Big 12, which I didn't like, and they're in a tough conference. Um, to me, though, I, I think there's a clear second tier, and I think – right, I mean, Georgia's ranked 15th, but I, I think the clear second tier is LSU-Auburn. I don't know if you disagree. Oh, the there. gumbo.
0: Oh, give me the gumbo. Oh, yeah. oh go Tigers. <laughs> oh, no, I agree. I think uh, LSU and Auburn – are definitely the second tier. I think they're higher than Texas a and I don't know necessarily if someone's on the the UT-type hot seat that we always heard about until Mac Brown ultimately left Texas. Um, po- possible. It's the sixth year. But um, I do think that LSU, very talented, really had a rebound last year once Coach O took over. They only lost ten nothing to Alabama, uh, which I mean, circle that game first weekend in November. Um, I don't think it's enough to take take down the Crimson Tide, especially in Tuscaloosa. But I I, I do think that this Auburn LSU right behind Alabama narrative that we've seen is back, and it certainly um, certainly hold up. I think LSU certainly has a lower floor than Auburn. And not, and I mean, probably the same ceiling, quote unquote, just because both of them could finish second. Uh, But I think, yeah, LSU for me is three, Auburn is two. Auburn returns a lot of starters eight on offense, seven on defense. They got a pretty nice schedule. They go to Clemson week two, which will be a fun matchup to watch. Um, But a lot of their other games, you know, they go to Arkansas, which could be. Especially if Arkansas plays out well, uh, that's their first. They're the second big game at LSU, at Arkansas, then at Texas A&M after a bye week. Uh, mm-hmm. But then it's home games down the stretch, including the Iron Bowl,
1: which that's you never upset. know. That's an upset special. I like. Uh, never I like Jarrett Stidham. Uh, uh, Stidham at uh, the transfer from Baylor, I think it is, over to. Um, over to Auburn, I think D- uh, Darius Geis. I think it's Geis, right? At he, I'm gonna be honest. He might be better than Leonard Fournette. Uh, all around, all around runner, he might be better. He's he's a really good running back, and I think people are overlooking him because they, oh, they hear about how great. But I, oh man, I think he's he's a really good running back, and that oh, LSD, I don't, I don't. I'm gonna say this though. I don't dislike either of those teams. I don't think either of those teams has um, – has. I don't think we're going to see either in the playoff. I don't think either has a true – because of how good the middle, the second tier is in the SEC, I think too many of those teams are going to lose games, and it's going yep. to hurt them in the end. Um,
0: it's a tough stretch. The SEC is – the SEC West specifically is a tough – tough merry-go-round to get through and it's it's what makes Alabama's dynasty so great the fact they've been able to go on these runs for right. so long but I agree I think both are clearly a couple steps behind the Crimson Tide and neither coach nor Malzahn nor Coach O can outmaneuver Nick Saban he just knows so well and what he's doing that I mean it's I think you a see the merry-go-round kind of beat itself up, and then saving just doing saving things.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I really do agree. Um, I think we can both just agree that Alabama is the best team in the SEC, deserved even though they were not the College role Playoff champion. Although I don't know, I think if you're the number one, if I think you were, the, I think if you win the college, if you win the national title, you should be ranked number one next season, regardless of who you lose. That being said, I think they are the best team in the nation coming into the year. They're going to prove that soon in week one of the college football season. Um, Jalen Hurts is back. A gentleman by the name of Bo Scarborough.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, that's. For me, I'm more excited about Bo Scarborough than I am about Jalen Hurts. Well,
1: I, wanna, I, I don't really want to drop this yet, but I'm going to do it anyway because I can. I think Bo Scarborough wins the Heisman Trophy this year.
0: That's not, I, I, I'm not upset about that.
1: I, I, I like that. First of all, he is. Uh, the Kirk Cousins tweet where Kirk Cousins sends out a picture of him and Bo Scarborough at the same age is amazing. It's hysterical. If you haven't yeah. seen it, look it up. He, he's a, he's all man. He reminds me of Derrick Henry who's also uh, – um, wait, Henry won the Heisman Trophy, right?
0: Heisman Trophy winner, Alabama running back, yep.
1: Another guy in the long list of fantastically good – Alabama running backs, who has a very strong shot at at climbing the ladder very, very quickly and being a Heisman Trophy winner. Um, They're loaded, again, every position. Calvin Ridley is a wide receiver that not enough people know about. Jalen Hurts is back as a sophomore in that offense. The defense just simply does what they do best, replaces guys who went on to the NFL as first-round draft picks. Mika Fitzpatrick is – might be one of the best – might be one of the best Defensive backfield prospects in, that we've seen in a long time can play outside corner, nickel corner, strong safety, free safety, does everything. Um, they are loaded, again, on every side of the ball. Um, it's amazing. Deshaun Hand is a linebacker for them that I also think is very – I mean, sorry, alignment for them that I think is very, very good. I can't say enough about what um, – yeah, Oh, my that's God. That's
0: like saying it to you, but he's good. He's great.
1: I mean, last year, they, they lose as much talent as any team every year and still come out looking roses and should be ranked number one almost every season. If Nick Saban isn't, isn't the greatest co- college football coach of, all time, uh, coach of all time, he's quickly gaining that traction. And another national title or two in the next five years will probably give him that title, to me at least.
0: Do you, know not, what his, do you know what his plus minus in record is at Alabama?
1: Uh, I, you're going to tell me, but I'm not even sure I want to know. It's so disgusting.
0: In 11 years, Nick Saban has won 100 games more than he has lost. He has 119 to and 19. Jeez. And four of those losses came in bowl games, including in two college football playoff appearances. And another year that you arguably could say that he just didn't give a shit because it was some other bowl that didn't matter. Wow. And he's a football guy through and through. Um, Yeah, I mean, he does so well. He knows exactly how to recruit. He's returning in total 52 lettermen, varsity players, guys that he's had under his belt within that system, Uh, 11 starters. Uh, But like you said, Alabama knows how to set it up. And I'm I'm excited to see Bo Scarbo. That guy is a fucking bowling ball.
1: I agree. And to me, they are they're locked in as the number one team in the nation, as they should be. They'll prove it this coming weekend. So, if it hasn't been already clear, they're my pick to win over Florida State. Um, but let's let's jump to what I think is the best conference in all. of That's what
0: they ask. You said
1: I think the big SEC is f- not. Yeah. Oh, it's obvious. It's one we haven't done. But oh, ho, ho. it's not even. I think they have the strongest tier one in college football. And I think they have the strongest tier. I'm not even going to say two because I think I think SEC's tier two is better, but the tier three I'll call them is also incredibly strong. They are top to bottom the best team in college, best conference in college football, and more so the only college football conference that has more than two teams who I think can make the college football playoff. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Um.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll get into it, but I think their bottom is good. Their top is really good. Mm -hmm. And like it's been the last couple of years, that middle ground you can never sleep on. I mean, we've seen in terms of NFL talent coming out of places like in Indiana. it's where Jordan Howard went to school. You have Josh Redding, who is – Jordan Howard, Part Two, and he was when Jordan Howard was there. They led the FCS or FBS in ru- in rushing guards two years ago, and that rush attack is great. It's maybe not necessarily the best in terms of the team overall, but that mid tier you can never sleep on. You see these close games that they pulled off, so maybe we you know we're due for some chaos. But I I, I don't think it's necessarily that that. Deep into the weeds, or deep into your tinfoil hat of conspiracy theories, that the Big Ten could be the best conference, and I certainly agree that they, depending on which route they navigate, there's a number of different victors,
1: right? What I did
0: there that could uh, emerge in the college football playoff,
1: right? That being said, I think we can argue that the the the, the worst team in the league is easy to me. It's Rutgers. I I almost, oh yeah not oh. not the football. <laughs> They're their own tier. It's not the football program's fault. They have just had. They got the the the, the university wanted to be in a bigger conference, and they're still feeling the wrath. I think they'll be okay in the near future, next couple, maybe five years. The Big Ten, one in New York. Yep. To me, them, Purdue, who I think has a bright future, but is always struggled, and Illinois, although I think Lovey Smith will figure it out in year three to four when you start to get your recruits and your guys in there,
0: yeah. are
1: my clear bottom tier in the conference. To me, those are the three teams that I think you can throw away and just say, yeah, they're not going to be good. They may win one or two games against each other, but other than that, that's pretty much all I'm seeing. Um,
0: One game of note for Purdue that I think could be really interesting, um, they host Nebraska and Minnesota. Those could be chaos games, especially both teams very – just like you've seen out of their talent, very ground-and-pound – uh, dependent they do return a lot of guys up front interesting of note but let's move on to, to middle tier
1: yeah middle tier to me is where you're starting to see a lot of these high level teams that can just straight up play football start to really rise to the top I think Michigan State to me is actually in a, in a full rebuilding year unlike last year They're they're going to challenge teams because I think they're a great program but and they're not. They're not particularly as strong as we've seen. And I think you're going to see teams like Minnesota with PJ Fleck, the new coach, be kind of a wild card. Teams like Indiana, who play great defense and might have the best defensive player in the conference, by the way, in um in linebacker. Uh, excuse me, in linebacker uh, Tegre Scales, who's back again, have another fantastic season. They're the kind of teams that could surprise a few people, whether it's in conference or at a conference. Um, I also think. I think Maryland has the potential to take a step up while Iowa has the chance to take a step back after a surprising team last uh, as, as surprising some people last year
0: I don't disagree with that I think Iowa's definitely due for a correction last couple of years they've had a couple interesting runs um, yeah Maryland's an interesting take I don't necessarily agree with it Um return decent players uh they they return their running back which is always nice they return actually a nice running back core um i just you know i i think especially in the big 10 east you might see them like i said before there they're certainly there's shock potential there but a lot of their big games they had last year they had at they had um, now they have to go back out on the road for these, um, you know, and I mean, some of these games that they, they even had at home, like they got routed by Ohio state once they really got exposed last year. Uh, but that, that's been Maryland's MO the last couple of years. So maybe I'm just going, going with that uh, sort of that theme. Um, the Michigan state rebuilding year. I absolutely agree with uh, Mark D'Antonio knows what he's doing, but he, he certainly needs time to recharge the batteries um, especially when you're returning a lot of, or at least a lot of your big, your big skills guys on both offense and defense, you just need to start restocking the pond to give them some, some talent around them. Um, although they, they actually do have a pretty interesting schedule. They host Iowa, uh, they host Notre Dame, they host Western Michigan, but really from there, it, it's going to become a bloodbath. They hit a lot of teams on the road, Michigan, Minnesota, Northwestern, Ohio state, mm-hmm. uh, You know, they they do get to go to New Jersey, so there's a road win. Um, But, yeah, I think uh, Indiana's a great pick. Uh, Tom Allen, first-year head coach, has a lot of talent coming back, and I think, like you said, it's a fun – it'll be a fun team. They start off with a big punch to the jaw hosting Ohio State tomorrow night, Thursday night, so you're probably listening to this night um but yeah i mean they'll have a fun they'll they'll have an interesting schedule ahead of them um their team i think can make some serious waves in terms of a lot of upset city potential they host michigan they host wisconsin who they've had some 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 run-ins with in the past um yeah i think they're they're certainly of that mid-tier a team that's definitely a one to keep an eye out on
1: right i think nebraska is another team that's had some success still you're, you're two of mike riley i like tanner lee a lot but they've got a lot of question marks they're kind of transition i think before we get to the big four the one team that has the opportunity to maybe make some noise and possibly sneak into the big four would be northwestern received 25 ap top 25 votes even though they're not ranked um justin jackson and quarterback uh, Clayton uh, Thorson I think are very good, very, very well coached
0: um, nope.
1: and kind of need nope. to be a little two-dimensional. But there's a team that could sneak into it. But I think there's a clear, clear number, tier one with four teams that all have the potential to crash the college football playoff. Now, I will ask you, who is your fourth team out of the big four? Hmm.
0: Oh, God.
1: You can say them um, if you don't want to say it.
0: I want to say that out of just complete bias because I really don't like them. Your brothers are going to shoot me. I'm going to say Penn state. I'm going to throw them out, throw them out partially because I love Wisconsin. I obviously love Michigan and it's hard to, I can't, I can't read what you're, uh, Mike, yeah. Oh, you're agreeing with me. Yeah.
1: All right. I couldn't read it. You guys could overrated. probably see it a little better, but I couldn't. Overrated. Now, first of all, they all complained last year how they didn't make the college football playoff overrated. You didn't one. deserve
0: it. You didn't, you didn't, I'm going to calm down. You didn't deserve it, though. Pens-
1: not. Look, you lost 49 to 10 to Michigan. I know Michigan was a top ranked team. You also lost to Pitt, who I know beat Clemson. Great. I'm so excited for you. You did not beat, you, you can't lose 49 to 10. Against a team that's not ranked number one, you lose forty nine ten against Alabama. Okay, I've got a different story. As much as I love Michigan, I think they lost. Here's, uh, yeah, here's uh, part I, of
0: it, and and yeah? we've talked about this before of games that meant that later mean something. Part of it's pit, one's pit, because they eventually beat Clemson. Another's Minnesota because they eventually came in second in the Big Ten West. Another's Temple because they eventually won the American Conference. Um, they barely uh, they beat Maryland by 24 points. Um, but, yeah, you get routed by Michigan. You beat Ohio State, and that was a great game, and it was an awesome time, and I was there. But, like, you can't – this is where the chaos theory of the CFP comes in, of that you need to – beat your opponent so badly that they are not, not so badly that they can continue to hobble across the finish line, Um, mostly intact, but you know, even that Wisconsin win, you had a great comeback. I get it. You had an, an exciting Rose bowl, but you really got by on the skin of your teeth on a lot of these games. You're returning, in my opinion, a really subpar quarterback. And I think a lot of objective Penn staters would agree Shaquan Barkley is gonna be really good. Right, James Bart- Franklin's a really good coach.
1: Barkley's is a top five pick in the NFL. Oh Might yeah, be the best running, pro- running back prospect to come out in the last decade. He's gonna be unstoppable. But I'm with yeah, you're what you said about McS- McSorley and also just the rest of the team. I don't, I don't, I think being the fourth team in the big in the Big Ten still could get you a a, a New Year's Day bowl. That's how good I think the top of the conference is. But I'm with no, you. No, I
0: agree with you. Yeah, I agree. I mean. And that's why I wanted to table the ACC discussion on New Year's Day bowls because that's where it get that's where it can get fun for nerds like us. But yeah, I, I just don't think, especially you have to go to Ohio State this year. I don't know if that's a win. Sure, you get to host Michigan, and and that's fine and everything. But you know, back to back weeks, especially if 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 Michigan comes in and punches you in the mouth, which you know Harbaugh is at least he's gonna come out punching. And make sure his guys do too. You have to go to Northwestern as well. You we just talked about them to make, especially when you're looking at a revenge game after a bye week mm-hmm. with Michigan. So who knows? Um, right. You know, it'd be interesting to see if they hosted it if they went to Indiana, they host them the week before, see how that might shake out. But who do you got number three? I'm interested in so hearing. Just
1: because I don't want everyone to think I just don't like uh, Penn State, and also that I'm a huge homer. I actually have Michigan at number three. Um,
0: yeah, I still- do too. I it kills think- me, but
1: I know I still think the game against Ohio State will determine if they have a college football playoff spot. They're young on defense. I love. I do love uh, Mike McRae at linebacker. I think they still have a ton of talent, but you lose Peppers, Jordan Lewis. Um, taco charlton you lose devon smith on offense here's two starting wide receivers i think they're going to have a very very good year potentially great year but if they don't beat ohio state i don't think they have it in them um i like wilton spate enough but i i think they're to me they're going to end up being number three
0: yeah i think they're number three i think there's two things that concern me one is this saturday it has an eerily, and it's not Alabama that you're facing, but eerily familiar start to like 2012 when Michigan had that game against Alabama and they got routed and then it was just kind of with uh Denard Robinson. Okay. The thing that really concerns me though, and it's against the teams that we're having is ranked one and two, but you go to Wisconsin and then you host Ohio state to close out the season. I think you have a great shot at beating Ohio State. You got really close in the shoe last year. But going to Wisconsin, a place where you saw Ohio State get by the, the skin of their teeth, and Michigan, Michigan got close last year uh, at home against Wisconsin, a 14 7 win. Um, you know, I mean, that's what concerns me. I don't know if I'd go as high as a potential college football playoff berth. Just because of how concerned I am, there, my expected win—I'd win, say a ten and two is almost a safe bet. Maybe nine and three, uh, in terms of their record going into bowl season. But you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how they how everything shakes out for them. The rest of their schedule shouldn't be too tough, except for at Penn State, like we talked about. At Indiana, we get to we do get to see that uh, potent that upset city potential. But nothing really else sticks out like a sore thumb to me in terms of what could be a loss. Right. Uh, but that end that end of the season is it's concerning.
1: Yeah. I, I and I still think I actually think that Michigan's a better team than Wisconsin. Um, but I think the division difference is gonna hurt. I also think this might be the one of the most Wisconsin teams, Wisconsin teams ever. Most Wisconsin might have their most Wisconsin team ever, if that makes sense. Steady run I'm game. Glad that,
0: so, I'm glad we're changing how Wisconsin is spelled. You're adding an E to it.
1: I did out of me. Well, that's all right. I do know. <laughs> Look, the Badgers are going to be good. They've had double-digit wins, um, double-digit wins their first two seasons um, under uh, under Paul Kriss. I think they're a really, really good team, uh, and so and so that's nice. Um, but I, I don't think I, I think I hate to say this, but I'm going to tell you, Ohio State is really good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're really good. They're pissed off. They got embarrassed last year in the college football playoff. They're out for revenge. Urban Meyer, really good at revenge. You know, A lot of people thought they could have – it was supposed to be Alabama and Ohio State coming down to the wire, and I think Urban Meyer really wants to prove that. He's starting the season on the road, which seems really out of the ordinary for him. He's got a – He's got a fun schedule ahead of him. He's got a tough cross division going to Nebraska, to Iowa, who I think regresses, but still potentially tough at Michigan. Huge. Uh, You play Oklahoma again at home. Rutgers, easy win. Maryland, probably an easy win. UNLV Army, easy wins. But, yeah, I mean, they're going to have, they host Penn State and you're, you're gonna have a nice little run to the to the Big Ten championship game, I think, and from there it's college football playoff and giddy up. Yeah, you know, uh, I,
1: I do want to point out, by the way, I've just noticed there's a live chat fe- feature on our YouTube, and my my very very intelligent but very biased brother has pointed out to me that we're not being biased because we picked Penn State as fourth. Hmm. All and, right. He said a couple things, such as take Jim Harbaugh's um, male genitals out of your mouth before you talk. I will note again, note again, that we picked Michigan to be third. So we didn't pick him to be first. We picked him to be third, okay? And so, you know, while he gets well, all of well, his Third, third board, place. Third place. Not not place. We even mentioned the fact that we think Wisconsin is going to be in the title game with Ohio State. So we're ranking these teams – Not necessarily about how good they are, but how they're going to finish in their rankings. And so, picking Michigan and Penn State third and fourth doesn't mean they're not better than Wisconsin. It just means that they're not going to end up in the title game because of how good Ohio State is. Okay, fine, whatever. Yeah. But once again, but I I don't fine. You you know what? You can even flip flop Penn State and Michigan if you feel the hard to do that. But once again, forty nine to ten. I do think. Yeah. Michigan. Urban Meyer,
0: like I said, is very good at revenge. He's going to move through it. I think, like you said, I think there's potential. I think Wisconsin certainly has the best shot of a non-Ohio State Big Ten team to run it. Um, I think similarly, though, on if you wanted to say who of Michigan versus Penn State had an opportunity to make this run at the Big Ten at the both Big Ten championship and at the college football playoff, you. Need, I mean, I think Penn State would have the better opportunity to because you beat Ohio State at the shoe, and you know, their schedule kind of bodes a little better for that. in, in the the show me in terms of the resume, um, but I I mean I think I don't really think either have that great of an opportunity at it. Unless I don't think you're going to have as great of an opportunity of two teams in it as you do in another conference. Right. I mean the champion gets in, um, and it, it brings up kind of moving into into college football playoff talk on, you know, the best team should get in, but I think this is the, the type of case, especially if it is, you know, Wisconsin runs runs the table, gets to the Big Ten. They, they don't really run in any faults like they did last year. Coming into it, they don't – Wisconsin have to play Ohio State this year, so they could easily be 12-0 in the Big Ten championship. Right, uh, not a not a terrible take on my part, um, but that being said, I think it's Ohio State's really to lose. Um, but let's move on to the.
1: Well, give it to uh, me. Give the, me your. Give me your four.
0: All right, my four. I went on a really big limb last year, and I <laughs> I looked at at a couple of my picks. I got two right. I didn't have Alabama and I did have Ohio State, so I had them. I also had Oklahoma and Tennessee. Uh, no, I didn't have Tennessee. I wanted Tennessee. I had Alabama, at Oklahoma. I forget who I had fourth, um, but it, w- it was not good. I'm going to go pretty chalky this year. Uh, it's hard not to, especially from how we were talking tonight. Ohio State, and this is no particular order, Alabama, Florida State, and USC. D- a lot of chaos on top. Uh, we saw this kind of last year before Penn State shocked Ohio State and the rest of the college football world, uh, and kind of opened the door for the for Pandora's box. I think this year is that uh, you know chalk year. I, I just there's so much talent at the top of the heap in college football that it's hard to see it going any other way. Um, you know, if if something like Penn State walks into into Columbus and upsets them again, that'd be Awesome for me is just as seeing you know chaos ensue and, and loving that or seeing USC fall because I don't particularly like USC uh, in general, but seeing that see if they had something like that happen, you know great, but I, I really don't see it. I mean Florida State, we talked about you know that there's a clear top three in the ACC and I, I, I just I'm having a hard time seeing it not unfold the way the chalk is drawn right now.
1: Okay. I, I would agree. I, I think you're going to have Alabama at one. I think even if they lose to FSU, which I don't think they will, probably going to run the table. I like Ohio State at two as much as I hate them. They're so talented. Urban Myers is very, very good. And I think Michigan took a half step back with the loss of their players um, to challenge them really. Uh, and well, I think Penn State could beat them. I think they're going to end up in the playoff probably undefeated, even if they lose to Oklahoma. I certainly think they make it. I think FSU, you're right, is locked in at three, even if they lose to Alabama. They could even afford another loss to, say, a high-ranked Clemson team. But I'm going to go with a different fourth. I think USC has lost some players, a Dory uh, Jackson, Juju uh, uh, Schuster. I think they are not making the playoff. I think you won't have a, big 12, a Pac-12 team in the playoff. I think you're finally going to have – bang 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 Oklahoma State Cowboys I think they're in the playoff this year as the fourth team similar to Washington runs last year I think they've got the talent this year I think the new coach at Oklahoma gives them the opening we talked about Big 12 last week they're my fourth team in the college football playoff if another team is going to make it I don't even think it'll be Pac 12 I think it'll be Wisconsin Penn State or Michigan as one of your three teams as the fourth if one of those teams wow one of those teams only loss is to Ohio State so if, if Michigan or Penn State either surprises and wins the division or their only loss is to Ohio State and Oklahoma State trips up, I think they'll be the fourth team. So to me, one of those three teams is the fifth team. I don't think it'll even be West Wisconsin. I think Michigan or Penn State will end the year at five. And just like, I last, can see year, that. Just like last year, one of those two teams is going to be furious. They didn't make the playoffs. But I don't know how you can argue against Alabama, Ohio State, and FSU if they all have it, even if they have one loss.
0: Yeah, um, exactly. That, that's sort of the, the point is you see that happen, especially with these early games. It's hard not to see them make that run. The interesting thing would be if there is an early loss and a late loss, um, you know, a two-loss team and, and see whether or not you get one. Right. Um,
1: the only kind of late loss that I could see working would be like an Ohio State late loss. I don't think Al- – I mean, maybe Alabama because of their pedigree. Pedigree, excuse me. Um. But like if, if Florida has,
0: State loses is eleven and zero and loses to Fl- or is like ten and one and loses to Florida, they're ten and two. They still go out and win the the ACC. They're eleven and two
1: over a would one you put loss them in? P.S. Uh, Penn State team ranked at sixth. I don't know over a one loss Clemson team ranked at five. That's going to be tough if a if a, no. a top ten top fifteen team has one loss. Um, I don't know. I I agree that uh, Florida State might get in with two, but it will be a lot.
0: Now, See, the interesting thing is it kind of comes into this this who beat whom, who went where, who did what. Obviously, if Clemson's that one-loss team and they're one of the teams that beat Florida State, they're in. I think that's – for me, at least, that's easy enough. They beat them. They have a better record. They're in. If it's something like – If Penn State's only losses to Ohio State, Ohio State doesn't lose and is undefeated, and is like is number six um, or number five for that matter, or Michigan, one or the other. Um, You know, having to see, I get pause of putting in a second team from another conference over you know over diversifying it for lack of better phrasing. Um, But then again, I mean, the best teams need to get in. So if it's something where they're both sitting at, or you know the the hypothetical Big Ten number two team, Michigan, you know Michigan, Penn State, Wisconsin, at well Wisconsin would be twelve and one if they had a one loss. Um, you know it it would be interesting to see with a thirteen and zero Ohio State there. Um, there's a lot and a lot of chaos theory that comes into this. And the Big 12 is the ultimate equalizer because they're the fifth conference sitting where they are and they're, uh, you know, where they are in terms of of their power and where where that balance could shift. Um, Interesting that you don't have a Pac-12 team. Considering how high we think of it, uh, is it something where you just think they're going to beat the crap out of each
1: other? Yes, and I think... At USC is slightly overrated as much as I like Sam Darnold. Okay. I think they're slightly overrated this year, and I think it's one of those things where they could have a little infighting. I also just am high on Oklahoma State, which is always a mistake. because I liked That was it. me with Tennessee last year. I understand where you're coming from. I like Mike Gundy. I think this is the year if they're going to upset Oklahoma and before like a TCU and a Texas kind of bounce back in that division, this is their time to dive in. Uh, but I'm with you, I, I think there's a lot of potential to have a lot of different teams. Um, but I think there's some clear favorites in some conferences, and then I think there's some conferences where you can see a lot of headbutting and people fighting for that fourth college football playoff spot. I can see why people would want to have a different format, not just four. I actually really like five. I like fourth and fifth a playing game. Play in game, and I understand that means you're gonna have to play the number one seed the next week, but you know what? Having a conference champion, a potential second best team like a Michigan, Penn State, Wisconsin, or a Clemson or a LSU, Auburn gives you the opportunity to have a team that maybe just lost to one guy, one awesome school, and has the opportunity to play. Like, imagine if Penn State could have played um, Washington to then have the right to play Alabama. That'd be great. That would have been pretty of-
0: cool, especially in that that theory. I think, I honestly, I think Penn State would have won that game. Um, right.
1: but Then again, because I again, think USC
0: was better than, than
1: Right, but you add Penn State to it. What about Oklahoma? What about Michigan? What about see, this team? That's
0: why I'm a big component of eight. And that's sort of the the conundrum of college football is the season. The season is so short that you really you want it to matter. Uh, I, I think eight, though.
1: Right, but you, you could that, have, and yet we have how many teams in, the, in March Madness?
0: Yeah, you have sixty. You have sixty-eight.
1: And we're arguing about adding more teams. So, like, no. you never – and I know I know, it's a different sport, but still, 64. You, you never quite get to what yeah, the, you, the, you the sweet spot. Right. It's like saying in the NFL that div- the, div- the team that wins the division shouldn't necessarily be – have a home game in the playoffs. It playoff. shouldn't necessarily yeah. be a wild card team. Well, I, I understand that, but you know what? If the other team had just won its games, it would be there. If Penn State yeah. had beaten Pitt or Michigan, or if Michigan hadn't lost to Iowa, or if so-and-so team hadn't lost to so-and-so. Well, guess what? They lost. The other team didn't. And I guess that's the hard part I struggle with. Um, I didn't r- really agree with Ohio State being in last year. I thought Washington was more deserving. Ohio State lost. They got shut out by Clemson. Like, so I was I, – I, quote, unquote, I was right. But who am I to say? And, and so my concern is if you keep adding teams – when do you stop? You're six. Next thing you know, you're at 16 teams, and
0: understandable, right. understandable.
1: But I understand because if you're eight, If you did eight teams, we would have Alabama, FSU, Ohio State. Um, let's say your your Big Ten, te- Big Twelve team is for Michigan, Wisconsin, Penn State gets you to seven. Let's just and, and then you add Clemson is is eight, or you take away a big Big Ten. Oh, well, I flipped you off there. Take away a Big Ten team, and you've got. Maybe LSU or Auburn, or maybe Washington. So you're still going to leave a team or two out that you think might be worthy. Um, Win your games, go undefeated in a Power Five conference. You'll be in the national champ. You'll be in the college football playoff. I think that's pretty much guaranteed at this point. If you're in the Power Five. Yeah,
0: yeah, I agree. If you, yeah, that's sort of the the conundrum of it. of, Of adding more, when do you stop? Also, they'll just. It's weird to me of, of arguing, and I guess it's part of it, of it adds to the argument, and it also makes these conferences want to be better of leaving one of them out. It doesn't seem, to me at least, seeing how every other college sport works their, their tournaments, because it's literally every other one that you win your conference, you automatically have your shot at the national championship, including the FCS, um, which is new. The Patriot League actually used to not have it shout out lehigh um and the ivy league used to not even partake in it and i think they do now um but it's it, to me it's just weird and seeing that just having paid attention to other sports and gone to an fcs school uh but no i i can see your your argument to it and yeah and it, it's just And that's probably where I gain a little bit of worry of adding, of doing two teams out of the ACC or the SEC or the Big Ten is that then you're excluding two of the power conferences. And you're right, win your games, you're fine. But that's why college football is so much fun to watch.
1: Oh, I agree. And I'm very fired up this weekend. I've had a pretty good time discussing it. Can't wait to follow up throughout the year. Um, Oh, yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I think the key now is let's see how it goes. Week one, let's see what we see. Does the team take a fall? Does the team rise to the top? I'm ready. I'm ready to go.
0: Hell yeah. Let's look at let's pick our two games. Like I said earlier at the top of it. Check out the post I'm gonna put up on Friday at some point, probably in the afternoon, with the full slate, the final lines, my picks both against the spread and straight up. The fun v tailgate blog post. But, Matt, what's the game you're most excited for this weekend?
1: Well, we've touched on it a bunch. I'll let you talk about the other game. I'm going to go. It's got to be Alabama-Florida State, 8 o'clock Saturday. If you can't get excited for one versus three week one, you can't get excited for college football. I want to see how how Florida State attacks a a new Alabama defense. And Call it new, all fantastic. More importantly, I want to see Derwin James back on the field, potentially better than Jabril Peppers was last year. Can he affect, as a hybrid linebacker safety, nickel corner, whatever you want to call him, can he affect Jalen Hurts running, Calvin Ridley catching, and Bo Scarborough pounding the ball? I'm picking Alabama. I think it'll be close. I think they've got too much, actually, offensively than they've ever ever had and they're going to take Florida State down that way. That's my game of the week. It has to be. It's the best game of the college football season I think right now on the slate. As good as I think Oklahoma, OSU will be. Ohio State will be next week. That to me is the game of the weekend. I'm I gotta watch.
0: Yeah, no, and that's definitely one. And it's what's nice about it, like you just said, it's not like the Alabama Week One games that we've seen in the past that have been kind of bummers. I would say like a couple of years ago when they played Wisconsin, like. You never really thought Ohio, you near know, that uh, not Ohio State, that Alabama might lose or they might get challenged. You know, it was kind of like, oh yeah, they 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 beat Wisconsin. Okay, great, good job, Alabama. Good job, Nick Saban. Um, but yeah, my my game of the week, like you said, or like you alluded to, is going to be Michigan, Florida, st- or Florida. Uh, it's the only other game between ranked opponents. Number eleven, Michigan, technically. At number 17, Florida. Uh, it's a neutral site game. I guess Florida, though, gets the the nod for the home team. It's at Jerry World, 330 on ABC. Michigan is currently a five and a half point favorite, over under set at 43 and a half. I could see that over getting slammed pretty easily. Michigan, of course, uh, not returning a ton on defense. Um, Florida, we'll see how they go. Um, I think, you know, the rest of the, the slate should be interesting to see. Not a ton of upset potential, but yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how Wilton Spate comes out. in Michigan, it'll it'll be interesting to see Harbaugh finally released his his roster. Um, and yeah, I think you could see, you know, the, the landscape at least get set um, on this Saturday. Of course, we mentioned it uh, in the Big Twelve preview, but. The other ranked team uh, uh, ranked opponents are the West Virginia, Virginia tech game has been played at FedEx field in Landover, Maryland. That's Sunday night. Um, and yeah, I mean, that'll be exciting to watch too. Like I said, a five straight days of college football starting tomorrow night, uh, Thursday night, the 31st for those, uh, listening on Thursday. Um, but yeah, I'm, I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun.
1: Fired up and look forward to hearing from us. Uh, on a regular basis about how the season's going talking yeah. a little NFL. I think next week, if I'm correct.
0: Yes, indeed. Yeah. I think we're, we'll probably start getting into the, the format itself for both college and NFL, uh, maybe a little more NFL action next week than normally. We'll probably try to keep it 50, 50 in terms of the split. I think because of how long this went, uh, we're going to split it up into two parts. So if you are listening to part two, thank you for going through both. Um, for those that have listened live the whole way, thank you. But as always, go find us on social media. Thunderblog Sports is the Facebook and Instagram handles. Thunder B L G is our Twitter. Uh, go check me and Matt out on our personal accounts. We usually have our handles there as well. Um, if you do have any thoughts, anything that you think we missed, or Any uh, certain coaches' body parts you think we should remove from certain orifices? uh, Let us know in the comments, both here and on the site. Thunderblog Sports, of course, is our presenting website. But that's going to do it for us, Matt. Thank you as always. My pleasure. All right. Well, we will see you guys after Labor Day weekend. We'll see you guys for the NFL.
1: Go, Mason Blue. Go, Mason Blue. Can't
0: wait. There it is. There it is. That'll do it for us. For Matty D, I am the G-Man. Have a good night, everybody, and a great Labor Day weekend.